0: Good morning everybody. It's Thursday, April 20th, and we are set for the launch of Starship in about 56 or so minutes. Welcome to the special edition of Brownsville Tech Live. And today this morning, we've got a live feed, several live feeds from different areas and angles with regards to Starship. So, um, as all of you know, this is the second attempt to launch Starship uh, since Monday when they initially tried to launch Starship, but they ran into a couple of technical issues, primarily a uh, uh, pressure uh, valve issue on Monday. So we're here uh, live today. You know, we've got our main SpaceX feed active. We've got uh, a few other webcams that we're following around on the island. And additionally, we've got a uh, webcam uh, from Brownsville as well, looking towards the east. So this is going to be an exciting morning this morning. Hopefully it will launch right on time, and uh, we will get to see this uh, historic event today. As most of you know, the uh, Starship is the largest rocket ever um, ever uh, built, and it towers at about 396 feet, almost 400 feet in total. It is the largest rocket ever built in the world, uh, as you see on the screen. Um, If you compare Starship to what's been built prior, it is the tallest and the largest rocket ever built. Um, The Saturn V, which launched man to the moon back in the 1960s, over 50 years ago, Uh, towered at 363 feet. And the SLS rocket, which is the current lunar rocket from NASA, towers at 322 feet. So Starship, from a length and a uh, power standpoint, is the largest rocket. It sports 33 Raptor 2 engines. Uh, 33, excuse me, Raptor 2 engines. Uh, while the Saturn had four F-5 rockets back in the 1960s. The SLS actually uses, uh, I think, four uh, remanufactured RS-25 engines from each of the shuttles, and it is a combination of a liquid and a solid rocket propellant uh, vehicle. So, we're here waiting for, you know, the launch to occur. We'll go ahead and fill in everybody on what the test flight is for today. It basically will launch from uh, Starbase here on the launch pad. It will reach orbit and it will um, separate from the first booster. Uh, once it does that, the, uh, engines will light up, uh, on the actual starship. There's six of them. Uh, and the engines will light up to place it in Earth orbit. And then once it is in proper orbit, the, uh, vacuum, uh, powered engines, uh, the Raptor 2 engines will kick off. And they will, uh, They will uh, circle the Earth for about 90 minutes, and then they will start the re-entry process, Uh, and the rocket should land off the coast of Hawaii. The first booster will land here in the Gulf of Mexico, and it will be retrieved uh, by a couple of recovery vessels. But uh, the actual starship will land. Uh, Currently, it's scheduled to land vertically in the ocean. So uh, this is basically the flight plan uh, in its entirety. So as you can see by the graphic, it shows the rocket launching. It shows separating from the primary booster, circling the Earth for about 90 minutes and then it's going to splash down in the Pacific off the Hawaiian Islands. So um, So for those of you that are just joining us this is Brownsville Tech Live Uh, For those that want to continue to support our channel, please like, comment, share, and subscribe, as well as follow to Brownsville Tech Live on Facebook and YouTube. So once again, folks, for those that are joining us, it is 50 minutes uh, till the scheduled launch of Starship from Starbase here on Boca Chica. Uh, it is currently scheduled to launch in 50 minutes or as the larger screen indicates, it's 50 minutes till showtime. So we anticipate the launch to occur anywhere from 745 till about 9, 930 in the morning. So uh, for those of you watching, uh, we are currently looking at a live view of uh starbase and uh, we've got several live views going out uh going out through the feed right now so um basically um right now we've got uh you know a couple of live feeds going on we're here waiting as we uh await the launching of uh starbase i mean of starship so We're currently waiting here. Um, Let's talk a little bit about uh, the test flight. Well, we already spoke about the test flight. We're going to go ahead and talk a little bit about the Raptor engines for a second. These are the engines that are actually powering Starship. They're called the Raptor 2. These engines are a little different from the Falcon 9 that you've previously seen on various SpaceX launches. Um the Falcon 9 is powered by the Merlin engine that is an engine that is uh fueled by liquid oxygen as well as rp1 which is a light form of kerosene uh the raptor 2 engines which are the engines in starship are powered by liquid oxygen but also by liquid methane so it's a different type of propellant altogether and um uh, as previously mentioned, uh, there are 33 Raptor 2 engines in total in this launch vehicle. So as you see on the screen, this is a graphic of the Raptor 2 engine, and then the schematic diagram describes how the liquid methane and the liquid oxygen are fed into the chambers to provide the power and thrust to light up each of those 33 engines. So. It is going to be the largest rumble that we've heard and seen uh, up to this point in man's quest for man's space flight over the last 65 years. Uh, It's going to be pretty interesting to see uh, how that rumble is felt, not just nearby, but as well as the uh, nearby communities of South Padre Island and... um, uh, Port Isabel, Bayview, and maybe even the outskirts of Brownsville and Los Fresnos. So, good morning, everybody. Good morning, Joel Hernandez. Good morning, Ramiro Villarreal. Thank you for joining us this morning and anybody else who has woken up. Good morning, Michael Wilson, as well. We appreciate you uh, logging in. Cynthia Marie, thank you for joining us as well. Uh, We are glad that you've joined us on... uh, Uh, Brownsville Tech Live, Indy, welcome once again. We appreciate you logging in. Indy's been on our show, on our regular show, for quite some time. Yes, there's definitely not a lot of words to describe what's going to happen tonight. I mean, today, excuse me, this morning. Uh, You know, we've been building for this excitement for, you know, over the last five years. You know, in my case, it's been 10 years since uh, SpaceX announced that they were uh, building a commercial spaceport here in Brownsville. So it's been a long time coming, you know, a lot of sacrifice, a lot of anticipation, some setbacks, obviously, you know, but uh, we've gotten to this moment, and I think it's uh, something that we should be very proud of. Um Let's see here. Let's look at the actual um nose cone that's actually coming in. That's actually going to uh orbit the earth here. Basically, this is a kind of a diagram representing the starship, which is the second section of the rocket. It is actually uh powered by six uh Raptor 2 engines, three of which are vacuum. There's a difference between the engines that are required to thrust the vehicle into space, into orbit. The vacuum engines are what are used to actually orbit the earth. So they're slightly different than what you normally would see on the way up. So it's got three vacuum engines and three regular powered engines. The Regular powered engines are used for thrust, and the other three engines are used during takeoff and landing. So when this uh, uh, module actually comes back down to Earth, it's going to use the other engines to, to land. So um, we are looking uh, at a diagram of the uh, representation of Starship on the screen. And for those of you that missed uh, what Monday looked like, basically we've got a little snapshot here of what Monday looked like before the actual scrubbing of the initial launch, but there is a definitely a few lines down on the island here uh, waiting to cross over by various people Additionally, there was already people on the jetties there as you can see. You see the launch pad across the jetties. And then of course you had people walking. I guess, you know, some folks didn't weren't able to park because everything was filled, or they just decided they didn't want to pay the twelve dollars, so they decided to park elsewhere and walk it all the way to the Dolphin Cove amphitheater area. So these are some pretty cool pictures uh, of what Monday looked like. And we're hoping that uh, today uh, we've got some uh, equal footage of, uh, of uh, you know, the activities this morning. And here's another snapshot of Monday, as you can see there. Um, you know, we've got several people camped out around Dolphin Cove, uh, right next to the amphitheater. Um... You know, we had several people out there camped out with their cameras and so forth waiting for the launch this past Monday. We're being told for anybody that's going out uh, or trying to find parking at Isabelanca is that the paid parking area is already at full capacity. So uh, you're probably not going to be able to find a parking space so you may have to uh park elsewhere uh and then walk all the way down to the uh to the uh amphitheater or the beach or even dolphin cove and here's another snapshot of uh the dolphin cove area as you can see there people were you know uh literally um you know camped out there uh waiting for the launch this past monday So once again, for those of us that are joining us, it's about 41 minutes till the start of the show. Um, Once again, we are excited. Today is Thursday, April 20th. It is the launching of Starship out of Starbase in Boca Chica near Brownsville. So once again, what you're watching is a large view of the Starship rocket on the launch pad. And uh, we have a live feed directly from SpaceX. And we also have several alternative video cams uh, positioned and relaying uh, video information uh, from different angles. So uh, we're hoping to have some boots on the ground as well here. Uh, providing some additional live coverage through our feeds. So, once again, it is April 20th. Uh, We are here awaiting the launch of uh, Starship, the world's largest rocket. So, I'll be breaking in and out here, um, you know, as we go throughout the entire morning. So, uh, if you... You know, bear with us here. We'll uh, we'll be commenting in and out as we get additional uh, information with regards to um, uh, Starship. Yes, Mr. Villarreal, uh, Elon did confirm that uh, uh, everything's a go this morning for launch. Uh, Everything has a green light as far as uh, Starship is concerned. So um, we appear good to go this morning. So we've gone ahead and reset our launch countdown, and that launch countdown is synchronized with SpaceX's live feed. Yes, definitely the Ogre Skycam out of Brownsville is looking good this morning. There's no doubt about that. (laughs) Even the folks out in the swamp have access to technology, that's for sure. We're excited about Ogre Skycam. Uh, it is the first time that we've had um, a webcam directly from Brownsville. So um, we're curious to see if we're going to capture the actual launch. Uh, we've done our best uh, coordinate-wise to point in the right direction. So we're excited about seeing how Cam does this morning. With regards to capturing uh, the launch uh, directly from the swamp, so let's see. Let's see how we do this morning. Yes, Mr. Musk pretty much announced uh, yesterday morning that everything was a go for launch this morning, barring any additional technical challenges this morning, you know, uh, we should be good to go. Uh, it is pretty incredible that, uh, you know, a lot of times when these launches are scheduled, uh, they're actually things that can go wrong up to the very last minute. So things that no matter how much you prepare for, uh, you can't really, you know, anticipate everything that could go wrong. You know, so hopefully this morning they've done their due diligence and uh, they'll be launching, uh, you know, without any issues. That's our hope. Uh, we're hoping for a successful launch, a successful orbit, a successful landing. Uh, all three would be a perfect way to end the morning. That's for sure. So, uh, definitely it's something that uh we're pretty excited about you know uh is something truly to be excited about. There's no doubt that this morning has a historic significance, not just for Brownsville, but the Valley, the state of Texas, the nation, uh, and the world. No doubt about that. So once again, for our viewers out there, and our fans, and those that are new to our channel, take an opportunity to like, comment, share, and subscribe to our channel. You can do that directly via YouTube or Facebook. You know, your comments, your likes, and your shares, and your subscription allows us to uh, bring you this kind of content and also improve our content. If y'all haven't done so, please go out to YouTube and to Facebook. Follow our page on Facebook. Like, comment, share, and subscribe to uh, our uh, uh, page on YouTube as well. Once again, we are about, you know... uh, We're about 33 minutes right now from, uh, from, uh, launch time or the start of the launch sequence. So, um, you're watching a live view right now of, uh, Starship on the launch pad. Uh, Michelle Francis, thank you for joining us this morning. Uh. We appreciate you joining our channel. So once again, we are live from uh, Starbase here at Boca Chica near Brownsville. We've got a large live view of Starship. We're waiting for the... uh, Live view to occur, uh, to activate uh, with uh, the uh, rocket scheduled to launch. We've got some alternative views right now, uh, you know, from different uh, sites and cameras throughout the island. We've also got a camera in Brownsville that's monitoring the launch from the east. Yes, Mr. Ray Ibarra, the suspense is killing me. (laughs) It's been killing me for five years. Zachary Ian Price, thank you for joining us. We are all excited about this launch. It is a little foggy out there, unfortunately. But uh, definitely, hopefully, as the sun comes out, it will... uh, It will... uh, you know, heat up and get rid of some of that fog, you know. Uh uh Renota Walking, welcome to our show. It's I'm glad to know that uh your son actually works on this rocket here at Starbase. Uh we are definitely uh very appreciative of the work that uh your son is currently doing at Starbase and uh We definitely uh, uh, appreciate all the work and effort that's been done over the last five years. Once again, uh, welcome to our show. And uh, we're hoping here to have some boots on the ground um, soon uh, that are actually going to provide some additional feeds uh, from... uh, from the Island as well. So we're waiting for our boots on the ground to activate. So one of the nice things about Brownsville Tech Live is that we have a lot of resources. Uh, we have resources, uh, different angles, different cameras. We've got boots in the ground with cameras. We've been preparing for this day for quite a long time. And here shortly, uh, we're gonna go ahead and provide some additional uh, view from uh, Uh, the uh, launch area. Yes, Ms. Renota, I'm I'm pretty sure you're very, very proud of him, and so are we. We're very proud of the work that employees like him at Starbase have done over the last several years. Um, Yolanda Garcia, welcome. Welcome to our show. Um, You know, we have been doing this for about... or three years now. We cover SpaceX 24-7, 365 days out of the year. And we're local. We're not uh, YouTubers coming from somewhere else. You know, we're still going to be here after today. (laughs) Uh, We'll be here today, tomorrow, and everything in between until we land the first uh, astronaut's on the uh, lunar surface, as well as Mars. So we're not going anywhere. We're local, and we will continue to remain local. Jason King, welcome to our show. Yes, Indy, I am aware that you sent me a video uh but you sent it to the personal account. Uh, So I'm not sure if I can access my personal account while I'm doing the page account. So um, that's one of the reasons I haven't been able to pull your video in right now. Let me try to see if I can uh, uh no, that's not gonna be possible. All righty, everybody. Oh, basically, yes, indeed. I was I being told that there's a lot of cars uh, being told that the parking lots are also full. Once again, everyone, it's about 27 minutes, according to SpaceX, till the start of the actual launch uh, window. Uh, once again, for those of us joining, it is... Uh, a live special episode of Brownsville Tech Live. Uh, we are covering the SpaceX Starship launch scheduled for this morning. Um, basically, we've got several camera feeds on the island, as well as Brownsville, and we've got a SpaceX feed uh, that will provide you a high-resolution uh, of Starbase and the launch. Once again for those of us joining us and those of us new to our channel please be sure to like, comment, share, and subscribe to Brownsville Tech Live. By doing so you allow us to provide additional content and to improve uh, our content as well. So if you get an opportunity if you can please uh, uh, log in to Brown's uh, to uh, like, subscribe, comment, and share on YouTube, and follow our page on Facebook. Yes, welcome, Fernanda Lopes. It's been a long time since we've talked. <laughs> Kylie Johnson, welcome to our show all the way from Western Australia. So we've got viewers in Australia watching Brownsville Tech Live. Once again, for those of you that don't know, our channel broadcasts across all six major social media platforms, and we are South Texas' premier podcast, uh, the only podcast that covers SpaceX locally 24-7, 365 days out of the year. We are local. Welcome, Jason King. Welcome, You're, you are watching us from uh, Scotland. I actually have not been over to uh, the UK in a long time, So, but uh, welcome all the way from Scotland. Yes, Fernanda, thank you. I will let them know uh, that you said hello. Yes, definitely, it, uh, it's uh, been a long time and hopefully you uh, won't be a stranger we also got a few folks uh, chiming in from China as well. So we appreciate all our Chinese fans out there um, that are actually watching Brownsville Tech Live all the way from mainland China. So uh, we appreciate each and every one of you throughout the world that continuously watches our show. Uh, and... Uh, once again uh, we're watching a live view from uh, different angles uh, around the island and we are just waiting for our main uh, SpaceX feed to come on uh, typically the way it works with SpaceX they'll they'll turn on the camera and uh, Luis Humberto Peña thank you you're uh, watching all the way from France. So we appreciate, uh, your viewership. Kylie Johnston from Australia says that we got to see a total eclipse, uh, from Western Australia today. Well, that's pretty cool. What a way to start or top off a rocket launches by actually watching an eclipse. Yes. Uh, Mr. Villarreal, you're absolutely right. We, uh, Hope our fans you know, continue to support the channel. The easiest way that you can do that is by subscribing, liking, and sharing, and dropping a comment or two. And on Facebook, you can always follow us as well. Um, we do have a sponsor this morning. Um, basically, we have a sponsor that... Uh, is uh, Bayview License to Carry. We appreciate their sponsorship this morning. Bayview License to Carry is a a fully licensed uh, uh, organization that provides a license to carry gun permit uh, training classes, and uh, they've also got an outdoor shooting range. So for those of you interested in obtaining your license to carry permit here in the state of Texas, please visit BayViewLicenseToCarry.com. And if you choose to sign up, please give them uh, the coupon code BTECLIVE where you can obtain up to a 10% discount uh, with BayView License to Carry. So once again, we appreciate our sponsorship this morning uh, with BayView License to Carry and take an opportunity to visit them uh, online. All righty, folks. It's about twenty-two minutes. Still the start of the show. So for those of you that are tuning in, what we uh, Hiram Longoria, welcome to our show this morning. If for some of you comment and I don't get to you, I will eventually get to you. So. um I will, uh, I will uh, mention each and every, every one of you by name if possible. If I miss one of you, please forgive me. There's a lot of comments coming in from different viewers around the world. Um, so uh, just bear with me here. So for those of us joining, basically what we are doing here is we're actually covering the launching of Starship. We've got a flight Uh, a test flight diagram of what's to occur here in about 20 to 30 minutes and basically uh, you are going to view the launching of Starship uh, from Starbase here on Boca Chica off of the launch pad it will launch and it will uh, reach a certain altitude and it'll reach orbit and then it is going to uh, uh, separate from the main booster. The vacuum Raptor engines will ignite, and that will lead to a, uh orbit around the Earth for 90 minutes following a landing off the Hawaiian Islands in the Pacific. Uh, no to my Chinese viewership. I don't speak Chinese. I wish I did. <laughs> So unfortunately you're going to have to you're going to have to watch uh, and hear me out in English. Uh, if you said Spanish, I could speak to you in Spanish, but uh Chinese definitely is not something that I currently speak, even though I've been wanting to learn. I've been wanting to learn. I just haven't made the time or the opportunity to learn Chinese. Uh Joel Hernandez, I'm not sure what uh, you're referencing to? Are you referencing a drone that is actually flying in the area in Boca Chica? Uh, I hope it's one of the SpaceX drones and not somebody that decided to fly their own drone or even some kind of aircraft, because that would definitely uh, that would definitely uh, put things in a damper here with the launch. So. For those of you out there, uh, please do not take your drones and do not, uh, if you're going to take your drone, please do not fly it. You're not allowed to fly a drone nearby. Oh, who else says that it's a helicopter? It may be a media helicopter, I'm not sure, but there is a no-fly zone. So whether it be a helicopter, a plane, or even a drone, uh, y'all need to not be operating those uh, in the area while the launch is scheduled. That could actually delay the launch. The same thing with boaters. There are areas that are designated as areas where you're not supposed to be in. So for any boaters out there, if you try to get too close to the launch, you're just going to cause delays. And the last thing we want is for another delay or a complete, uh, shutdown of the launch altogether it's it would be unfair to everyone including those that have made the trek over to the island so anyone watching out there that anticipates flying a drone or going out into an area that is designated uh uh you know as an area not for boaters please 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 Uh, let's abide by the rules uh, so that we can have a successful launch this morning. Uh, Good morning, our moderator from Brownsville Tech Live. Uh, Appreciate you uh, coming on this morning and, uh, um, you know, moderating uh, some of the comments there as well. Uh, Buenos dias. Good morning. So... I don't know what that means in Chinese though, so for my Chinese viewers, uh, I'm not sure what the equivalent of good morning is in Chinese, but good morning to everybody that's watching from mainland China and anywhere else. We've got several of our viewers from France, several viewers from Australia watching us today. Uh, We appreciate your viewership. Uh, Like, uh, previously mentioned, um, you know, the best way you can support our channel is to going to our YouTube page, Becoming a Subscriber. You can also uh, go to our YouTube page and comment, like, and share. And for those of you on Facebook, visit us on our webpage and, you know, become a follower. We'll send you all kinds of notifications. Uh, you know, when we've got new content out, we're uh, a show that uh, basically is online each and every week uh, with different types of content. And once again, for those of you just watching, and if you haven't heard, we are the only local podcast that covers SpaceX 365 days out of the year, um, 24 hours, seven days a week. And we are the only local podcast with a broadcast reach across all six major social media platforms, including YouTube, Facebook, Spotify, Apple uh, Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Twitch. All righty. Let's see here. One of the things that I think uh, while we're here waiting for time is we're going to talk about the significance of this launch today. As I've mentioned in our virtual launch parties, this isn't about Elon Musk spending a few bucks and launching rockets just for the fun of it. Uh, Ray Ibarra, welcome uh, to our show. Uh, greetings to everyone at UTRGV in Brownsville. Uh, we appreciate you coming on our show this morning and tuning into our show. Once again, there is a significance to the starship work that's being done here in Brownsville. Uh, It is critical to the return of our astronauts back to the moon. Uh, Unlike the Apollo program 60 years ago, there will be no spider landing uh, module this time around. Uh, The lunar landing module, as they call it. Uh, will not be part of the Artemis Project. The actual lunar lander will be a starship on the moon. And the way it's going to work is uh, there'll be various starships that will launch from Earth and will orbit the moon. Welcome, Rob Gonzalez. Uh, Welcome from the Port of Brownsville. Um, We appreciate you coming online today. So there will be several starships that will launch from Earth, and they will orbit the moon. And then when NASA's SLS rocket takes off with the Orion spacecraft, it will launch with uh, several astronauts. Upon reaching lunar orbit three days later, they will orbit the Earth, and they will dock with an actual starship that will be uh, circling the moon. Once successfully docked, the astronauts will transfer over into Starship, and then they will make a rendezvous to land on the lunar surface, where they'll spend several days, maybe a few weeks, conducting experiments, and once they're ready to return, they will climb back on their Starship, and it will take off from the lunar surface, and it will meet once again with the Orion spacecraft that is circling the moon. Upon uh, successfully undocking from Starship, the Orion spacecraft will trek back to the Earth for three days and they will splash down in the ocean with the astronauts. So in the short term, the Starship program is going to be a direct player in returning our astronauts uh, safely from and to the lunar surface uh, back into the Orion spacecraft that is orbiting the moon. Uh, So for those of you that were trying to figure out, well, why is it so important? What's the big deal? It is a big deal. In fact, it's a BFD, as uh, Joe Biden likes to sometimes say. (laughs) Uh, Starship is definitely... uh, directly uh part of the artemis moon program alrighty folks it's about 12 minutes till the start of the spacex live large feed Uh, it's 12 minutes and or so uh, with regards to the start of the big show on the big screen. So we are currently awaiting that. um, And uh, we're still trying to get our boots on the ground here to activate. So uh, hopefully we'll be able to bring you some additional live views directly from uh, Isla Blanca uh, as we get our boots on the ground down there. So we're waiting for that as well. Yeah, for those of us just joining us, this is the second launch attempt of uh, Starship. Uh, We've got some pictures from Monday here, as you can see. Uh, there was long lines on the causeway and even on the main drag there on uh, the island uh, during Monday's attempted launch. So as you can see some of these pictures, uh, it's pretty cool to watch all those people lined up. I know the traffic jams aren't fun, but uh, definitely it's pretty cool to see uh to see that in action. And then, of course, the second picture is the uh, view of the launch pad uh, directly across the jetties. You've got several people lined up. And then you had people that couldn't find any parking spaces, so they had to park outside and uh, walk it all the way to Dolphin Cove. Uh, Indy, you said you found some parking. Did you find it inside or outside of Isla Blanca? Hopefully you found it inside. You didn't have to do the long walk like these old ladies did over here. (laughs) But you're a lot younger than them, so you could handle that, you know. And then the other picture we have is an actual picture on Monday. Ah, you were lucky, Indy. You were able to get uh, parking inside. That's good. That's good. You didn't have to walk it, you know. The other... The other, uh, picture we are showing you here is, you know, all these folks, uh, that, uh, were lined up there along the jetties to actually by Dolphin Cove on Monday to watch the launch. A lot of spectators, a lot of people with their cameras, uh, you know, a lot of people streaming. Uh, Indy says that he got one of the last parking spots, and now he's walking towards the, uh. Towards the jetties or the beach. So, yep, so we had a lot of people lined up on Monday with their cameras and they were just waiting for that launch to happen. So, hopefully, today we've got an equal amount or more of uh, people out there waiting to watch this launch. So, uh, we've also got a few. Uh, People out there at Playa Bagdad as well that are watching from the Mexican side as well. We appreciate uh, our Mexican viewers that are watching from Playa Bagdad once again. Uh, you know, for those on the Mexican side, there is only one show that covers SpaceX 24-7, 365 days out of the year. It's Brownsville Tech Live, and we invite you. Uh, to become part of our show. Um, so for our uh, Mexican audience out there, uh, be sure to watch us. And uh, it looks like our boots on the ground are activating, so that's going to be kind of cool to uh, to watch here in a few minutes. Uh, I'll go ahead and pop uh, a live view from Isla Blanca Park uh as we uh get ready to uh there we go all righty we're gonna i'm gonna pop up a live view of isla blanca our boots on the ground are online right now let's see here where i can bring them on the uh, You may want to silence the video on the boots on the ground, if you can, or I can actually put it on mute here. So there we go. That'll work. So let me go ahead and uh, do that real quick. Give me a second here. Give me one second while we get our boots on the ground. All righty, folks, we've got a live view from South. Padre Island, Isla Blanca Park. Give me one second while we adjust our camera. As we are adjusting the camera here. Give me one second. We've got boots on the ground right now. Directly from Isla Blanca Park. Give me one second while I activate this. Alrighty, righty, folks, as you can see, I've got my boots on the ground. I've got my uh, staff down there, and we've got a live view right now from the jetties as well. Um, there's a lot going on down there right now. Uh, can we get some uh, views from uh, maybe the crowds a little bit? We've got some boaters out there right now as well. So uh, look at that. There's a few boats out there. There's the launch pad as we speak. So once again, the Brownsville Tech live staff is down there. um, And we're uh, providing uh, a live feed from the jetties. Uh, As you can see there, uh, we've got boaters out there right now. So it's a pretty exciting Uh, time for us uh, as we look at at, uh, a live cam view of, uh, you know, what's going on down there, you know, on the jetties. So pretty awesome. Like I said, for those of you that are following us today, uh, this is Brownsville Tech Live. We are the only local podcast that covers SpaceX 24-7. 365 days out of the year. We've been doing this since 2021. So uh, definitely we've uh, lost our feed for a little bit. Oh, there we go. There we go. Look at that. Look at that view out there right now, folks. It is amazing. It is amazing to watch that uh, launch pad just right across the jetties. Uh, Totally, totally incredible. Once again, for those of us joining us, this is Brownsville Tech Live. We've got live coverage of SpaceX's Starship launch this morning. And we've got several cam views out there this morning with regards to the launch. We've got a live view right across the jetties from... Boca Chica. We've got.
1: uh Here we have it, folks. That's what I'm saying.
0: We've got several views uh from Boca Chica um, as we await the launching of Starship.
1: Can we just replicate?
0: So we've got um, a live view right now. There's boaters out there right now. It looks pretty calm. The ocean looks pretty calm. Uh, sometimes it can be rough out there. I used to jet ski quite a bit back in my younger years. And um, basically, uh, it looks pretty calm compared to some days. I know when I was out there quite a few times, it was definitely rough definitely rough no doubt about that but uh you know it's kind of cool to actually uh watch you know what's what's cooking out there this morning uh we appreciate our staff for rushing out there this morning and getting everything prepped up uh you know ready for today's show so we appreciate uh Uh, their work efforts there. All righty, folks, it's about 57 minutes. Hello,
2: Daniel. Can you hear me? I think you need to turn your microphone on. Okay, I think I hear you now. Can you turn up your volume?
1: Thank you Yeah, okay. And there's still not going perfect, at least it. Yes. Yeah. starting to be, at least to be something, but again, not just long see
0: the, long-term, the, long-term, the same one here on the other side here. You can tell the All righty. So we are just waiting for SpaceX to activate their uh, main feed. And the way this typically works is um, uh, they will have a short presentation with regards to the actual launch. They'll probably show um, the... uh, Uh, a short presentation with regards to Starship as well as the, as well as Starbase. So right now we're just waiting for SpaceX to uh, begin their uh, feed. But once again, for those of us that are joining us this morning uh, here on Brownsville Tech Live, we have a live uh, cam feed of the, uh, jetties area, we've got our staff on the ground right now We've got boots on the ground covering uh, the actual launch uh, We've got a live cam view from our ogre sky cam All the way from the swamp in Brownsville <laughs> And uh, we've also got uh, SpaceX, a high resolution feed uh from Starbase uh as well. So uh definitely definitely this is an exciting time. Um It's an exciting time uh to watch. Uh, as you can see there, we've got a shot of uh folks on the jetties. Uh if our crew could actually move the camera slightly around and show us how many people are actually on the jetties that would be great i know that i'm having a little bit of a difficult time uh trying to get a hold of them to kind of uh you know flip the camera around just to see what uh what's going on here with regards to the people on the jetties but uh Definitely there is a live view right across the jetties of Starship. Uh, It is a foggy morning this morning. So we're definitely hoping that uh, the sun comes out and it clears up the fog so that we can get a better view of the launch. I'm a little surprised today. There's not a whole lot of boats out there you know, quite a few boats uh, compared to Monday. I don't know if there's been any restrictions put in place uh, with regards to boating. Uh, I know that there was some talk that if uh, boaters got into some restricted areas, that could affect the launch. But I don't see too many out there. I did see on Monday... Here we go, folks. Here we go. It is the start of live feed from SpaceX. There we go, look at all those people. Look at all those people uh, on the jetties there. Got a few people, some news camera crews out there as well. Look at that. People out there with vans and campers. There's the uh, Padre statue. Alrighty folks, you are watching Brownsville Tech Live, and this is the launching of SpaceX's Starship from Boca Chica Beach near Brownsville, Texas. We are watching the historic event in place as we, as we watch the launching of Starship for the very first time. This will be SpaceX's second attempt at launching the world's largest rocket. Don't
1: Morning. On your screen is a live view of Starship as it awaits its second attempt at our first ever integrated flight test from Starbase, Texas. If all goes well, we hope to see our Starship spacecraft and super heavy booster, which we collectively call Starship, lift off together for the first time in just over in exactly 33 minutes from now. Thanks for tuning in. I'm Kate Tice, Quality Systems Engineering Manager here at SpaceX headquarters in Hawthorne, California.
2: And I'm Shiva Bharadvaj, a space operations engineer here at SpaceX. Now, if you've been following along, you'll know that we stood down from our initial launch attempt on Monday, and that was due to a frozen pressurization valve on the Super Heavy booster.
1: SpaceX teams investigated the issue and determined that this valve had some moisture in it, which caused the valve to freeze up when we were loading super chilled liquid oxygen into the booster.
2: Now, these valves are super important because we actually need a pressurant to go back into the tank as we consume propellant. And we actually use a a pressurant that comes from the Raptor engines. Uh, It's heated down there and then put back in the tank. Um, and so a frozen valve there would be a no problem during the launch.
1: Yeah, and that's important. You can think of it like drinking out of a thin plastic water bottle. If you're chugging that water, it crinkles if you don't let air back into it, so we use that hot exhaust, exhaust gas from the Raptor engines, to, the Raptor engines, to, engines to, to refill that consumed volume as propellant is depleted. So um, <laughs> it was a great find by the countdown, and that's why we have a countdown, is to allow us to find those issues prior to liftoff. So all of That being said, our teams learned a lot over the last 48 hours, and we are ready to give it another go. As many of you know, Starship is the latest and largest vehicle developed to date by SpaceX. It will be the world's most powerful launch vehicle once fully developed and have twice the thrust of the Saturn V rocket. But the key breakthrough with Starship is that it will be fully reusable and capable of carrying up to 150 metric tons of payload to orbit in a reusable configuration and up to 250 metric tons when expendable.
2: Now for context, Falcon 9 is only partially reusable. We recover the largest part of the rocket, that's called the first stage, but we don't recover the second stage. And Falcon 9's heaviest payload to date is just over 17 metric tons. So 150 to 250 metric tons on Starship is an order of magnitude greater in terms of the payload capacity. Now for today's test, we will be uh, the first of many as we work towards transitioning Starship from a developmental into an operational program. And the primary objective today is to gather as much data as we can around the fully integrated vehicle. Now while we have flown the Starship spacecraft in the past, it is going to be the first attempt of Super Heavy and the first opportunity for us to validate how the two vehicles operate together.
1: We are so excited for this. (laughs) Uh, The purposes for today's flight, uh, we will consider any data received that helps informed and improve future builds of Starship as a success. From a milestone standpoint, our main goal is to clear the pad. (laughs) Every milestone beyond that is a bonus. The further we fly, the more data we can collect.
2: Now, if it does all go well, then we'll expect the Super Heavy to light up its 33 Raptor engines at the base of the vehicle and lift off, clear the pad away down from uh, in, in Starbase, Texas. And then it'll go into ascent. About three minutes into its ascent, we're gonna expect to see Super Heavy separate from the Starship. It'll perform a flip maneuver and then it'll execute a boost back burn. And we're gonna be targeting a hard landing in the Gulf of Mexico.
1: And while that's happening, we hope to see Starship's six second-stage engines ignite and watch us Starship coasts for about an hour at altitudes ranging between 150 and 250 kilometers before re-entering Earth's atmosphere and make its own hard landing in the Pacific Ocean about 250-ish kilometers offshore. Now. We are not really expecting many camera views after separation. Uh, That is to say, if we even make it that far. (laughs) Um, But we do promise that whatever views we do have, we will bring them to you live.
2: Yep. Uh, We have a couple of ground stations along the way. So if we are able to get good telemetry, assuming we make it that far into the ascent, then of course, those will be available on the stream. Um, And also worth mentioning today, like the the whole, just getting the vehicle off the pad is a complex endeavor. We are going to be trying to reduce complexity by attempting those hard water landings instead of trying a a normal landing like you're used to on Falcon 9.
1: Exactly, we are not attempting to recover these vehicles. So yeah, hard landings in store for both.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Now in a little bit, we'll take a closer look at the vehicle and the launch pad. But first, the teams have been doing a tremendous amount of work Over the last few months. In fact, there's a great shot of our Hawthorne team up here bright and early to watch the launch. Uh, Teams have been prepping really for the last few days, especially to try to get in today's launch attempt.
1: And here you can see a live view of the South Padre Amphitheater where uh, both SpaceX employees, friends, and family, and members of the public are gathering to uh, watch Starship lift off. Uh, and we can see the crowds are gathering there as well. And of course, we wanna give a shout out to the SpaceX team. You see them there on screen, uh, members of our Launch Command, uh, excuse me, our Star Command Center. That is our Starbase Launch Control Center.
2: Yep, those are the operators today who are gonna be reviewing all the data and of course, giving us the the go no go poll, checking the status to try to get in today's launch attempt just around 27 minutes from now.
1: And one thing I do wanna mention, I misspoke. It's not the South Padre Amphitheater, it's the Cameron County Amphitheater. (laughs)
2: Now, the entire Starship structure on your screen is made from stainless steel. When it's stacked, it stands about 120 meters tall. It's about nine meters around. And we have this awesome video that shows you uh, just how big that is. Uh, You can see one of our technicians there doing some final prep work in advance of today's test. And man, there's the 120 meter monster.
1: (laughs) The person just keeps getting smaller and smaller. (laughs) Now, Just like Falcon 9, Starship has two stages, which we'll talk more about those in a minute. In addition to those two stages, Starship actually has a third stage, which we call stage zero. It consists of all the launch pad infrastructure built around the rocket, as you can see there on your screen, uh, and it's truly an engineering feat in its own right.
2: Yeah, we've got a great shot there of the various different components of it, Uh, the pad, the infrastructure, uh, um, all that is required to get into filling the, the tanks. Now let's talk about the Super Heavy. Its name says everything. It's super, it's heavy, it's super heavy. When it's operational, it'll be responsible for providing the power to escape that mighty gravitational pull of Earth that we've got here uh, and take Starship into orbit.
1: The booster itself stands about 70 meters tall and is roughly the same height as a fully integrated Falcon 9, which is just So crazy to me, (laughs) Uh, but this uh, super heavy booster has a diameter roughly two and a half times that of Falcon 9 and with 33 much larger engines. We have a beautiful view here. This is one of my favorite views that we're gonna get today. Those are our 33 Raptor engines at the base of the super heavy booster.
2: Yep, and you can see they're, they're in a couple of different rings here. So we've got the outer ring of 20 static engines. They're gonna be providing a huge amount of thrust today. Uh, to lift off the entire stack. But then we've got the 13 gimballing engines in the middle and they're gonna be providing the tilt maneuvers and also helping to reorient the booster as it comes back later in today's flight.
1: Yeah, and when we say gimbal, um, it's basically tilting or almost wiggling the engines a few degrees in either direction uh, to allow the booster to steer itself, just as you said, Shiva.
2: And we'll get some great shots later of actually a wiggle test that we we perform ahead of liftoff, just to make sure that all those engines are able to control their full range of, of control authority.
1: Uh, one thing to note those raptor engines are completely designed and manufactured in-house they are as many of you know that have been following along uh, they are a reusable methane oxygen staged combustion type engine Um, so that's a lot of words there (laughs) Um, and ultimately that staged combustion means that we combust the propellant in stages um, that we Kind of pre combust them out in a pre burner. And by doing so, it allows the engine to be more efficient, i.e., more powerful.
2: Yeah. Now, uh, like Falcon 9, the Super Heavy has four grid fins to assist with orienting itself in its return back to Earth. We got a shot of them there uh, beneath the Starship's aft flaps. Now, as we talked about earlier, Super Heavy is not going to be attempting a land landing today. But with this flight test, we're still trying to get as much data as we can. Um, We're focusing on the fundamental systems and operations, so that's the liftoff portion, but we are going to try to get some data on how the fins work for that uh, water landing that Super Heavy is going to be making after Ascent.
1: I love that great view of the fins there. Now Starship, or the spacecraft, is the second stage and it makes up the top portion of the vehicle. It's designed for carrying passengers and cargo to Earth orbit and beyond. It stands about 50 meters tall, which is a little taller than the Statue of Liberty. It's comprised of six Raptor engines, three sea level and three vacuum engines, which are optimized to operate in the vacuum of space. And they provide a maximum of 258,000 tons of thrust in vacuum. Spacecraft is also outfitted with four flaps to help aerodynamically control the vehicle's attitude, which you can see those two forward flaps. There on your screen now. Uh, So they help control the vehicle's attitude during atmospheric flight and enable precise landing at the intended location. Now, one thing we got to mention, the heat shields, they are iconic. Starship is wrapped in a heat shield, which is composed of 18,000 hexagonal ceramic tiles designed to insulate the vehicle during that atmospheric entry. And that's really important because (laughs) the temperatures can be as high as 2,600 degrees Fahrenheit. The hex shaped tiles, like the ones that Shiva and I have, uh, roughly make up about two thirds of the vehicle. We can see that we have some different shapes. Mine is slightly curved, as you can imagine. It sits on the curved portions of the Starship vehicle.
2: Now, the one that I've got is, uh, is a hexagonal tile that's more flat um, and it's really used for the flatter structures on the vehicle. And we need a heat shield because when you're coming back in from re-entry, we're going supersonic, we're compressing all the air a- ahead of us. That ends up causing a lot of heating along the surface and without a heat shield, that would go straight into the structure.
1: Yeah, one thing that's amazing to me, especially when I first picked up one of these heat shield tiles, is that they're so light. Um, they almost feel like they're, made out of foam, they're, they're that light and they, they kind of sound like it too. Um, and one thing that we do want to mention, um, in order to reject the maximum amount of heat during that entry, uh, like Shiva was just saying, they're black. And that's because black helps uh, reject that heat as, that is building up on the exterior of the heat shield.
2: Now, Starship is designed for vertical takeoff and landing as opposed to taking off and landing like an airplane. And that's because That's really important because we don't have runways on the Moon or Mars. Fortunately, at those destinations, the gravity is not as high as it is here on Earth. On Mars, the gravity is just one-third of what it is here on Earth, and on the Moon, it's just a sixth. So in both of those cases, Starship, with just its engines, can take off without needing the super-heavy booster like we do need here on planet Earth.
1: Now for today's test, Starship does not have its landing legs attached because, like we said before, it won't be returning anywhere. Uh, Starship is expected to make a very hard ocean landing, which if we even make it that far (laughs) and manage to get any views, uh, it will certainly make for a very exciting end to today's test. At this point in time, we are... 20 minutes, uh, or just over 20 minutes from liftoff. Let's check in with John Innsbrucker for a status update. Hey John, how's it looking?
3: Thanks Kate, I'm John Innsbrucker, Principal Integration Engineer here at SpaceX. We're currently loading propellant from the ground system into both the first and second stages. Now both vehicles use the same two propellants, that commonality helps build the reliability. And the fuel today is liquid methane, and that's at a temperature of just over 100 kelvins. That's about minus 272 degrees below zero on the Fahrenheit scale. Now liquid methane is a different fuel from Falcon 9. That booster uses RP1 kerosene. However, our oxidizer is liquid oxygen, and that's the same as Falcon 9. Because there is no oxygen in space to support combustion, we have to bring our own. Now, leading up to where we are right now, we had a go-no-go poll. That was conducted just after T-minus two hours, and once the team gave their goes, we started loading propellants onto the booster at T-minus one hour and 39 minutes. At T-minus one hour and 22 minutes, we began propellant loading of the ship, the second stage you can see on your screen right there. Now, propellant loading of the Starship's second stage main tanks completed at about the T-minus 27-minute mark at which time we then began loading the two header tanks in the nose of the second stage. Now at T minus three minutes, when the first stage super heavy propellant loading completes, that means we'll have all the propellant on the rocket and the vehicle will be fully loaded with over 10 million pounds of propellant. Now right now at T minus 19 minutes and counting from liftoff, the weather and winds are looking good. We have been watching the ground level winds. They're at 18 miles an hour. As the morning continues, they will increase, but that is below our limits right now. We're also looking at upper altitude winds. We're waiting for one more balloon, but we believe that we're going to be go on the launch vehicle itself. The teams, the good news, they're not working any issues right now. But if for some reason we do not make our test flight today if we have to hold, we have a backup launch window. However, we're not sure when it would be. It could be 24 or 48 hours after today It'll depend on how far we get into the countdown. But right now heading for a T0 at 828 Central, 1328 Universal
1: Time. Kate, everything is looking good. Awesome news. Now, in order to make life multiplanetary, we need a fully reusable vehicle that's capable of carrying a huge amount of cargo and a lot of people to orbit and have a pretty quick turnaround. The idea is to effectively reuse launch vehicles just like airplanes.
2: Yeah, imagine if you had to wait for a new airplane to be constructed every time you wanted to fly. You'd rarely go anywhere, and for most of us, it would be completely unaffordable. In order for us to get to Mars and back with lots of people, lots of cargo, multiple times, reusability really is a must.
1: In advance of our first missions to Mars, Starship will execute a number of missions with both cargo and people, starting with Earth orbit and eventually expanding to the Moon and beyond.
2: Now in the near term and a bit closer to home, Starship will also be critical to other programs. Once fully operational, it'll deliver the full-size and upgraded version of our Starlink satellites, and that's super exciting because our next-generation satellites represent a step forward in Starlink's capabilities and will allow us to connect millions of more people around the world with high-speed internet to watch launch webcasts.
1: Such an exciting a future ahead of us, but first, uh, let's talk a little about how we got to where we are today.
2: Now, Starship's testing ramped up in July of 2019 with our Starhopper prototype, sort of a short version of the Starship that we see today. There's a great photo of it. It was just over 18 meters tall. It had a single Raptor engine, and we had it to test fly and perform low level altitude maneuvers and attempt landing. The initial test flight or hop reached about 20 meters in altitude. That was followed by the one that you've got on your screen here. This was our 150 meter altitude hop. We uh, went up, took a little jaunt away, about a hundred meters or so away from the launch pad, used that Raptor engine to fly and actually land. And actually this uh, hopper is actually down at Starbase now.
1: Yeah, I love this shot. It's just so fun to see it fly. (laughs) (laughs) After a series of 150 meter hop tests with earlier prototypes, the Starship program saw a major breakthrough during a test flight of the vehicle known as serial number eight, Uh, or SN8, you can see it there on your screen now. In December 2020, SN8 demonstrated a first-of-its-kind controlled aerodynamic descent and landing flip maneuver. Two words, belly flop. (laughs) The SN8 prototype rose to an altitude of 12.5 kilometers or 7.8 miles and conducted a belly flop maneuver, which you see there, uh, uh, during its descent while it didn't stick the landing, the test was a major milestone in the development of Starship. In fact, we should be able to see that uh, unfortunately failed landing. Boom. (laughs) (laughs) It was fun to watch though. (laughs) Rapid
2: unscheduled disassembly, but learned a lot of data. Now the testing continued on to prototype serial number nine. It took a 10 kilometer flight. That's about 6.2 miles up in February of 2021. We had a nominal ascent. We executed the engine cutoffs once we got to the top of the altitude window. We did that belly flop maneuver, which is so much more fun to say than controlled descent (laughs) uh, aerodynamic maneuver. That was all stable, but unfortunately we had a dramatic end on this flight as well. We had a failure on one of the engines that resulted in another pretty large fireball. But what was really cool about both of those flights was how much we learned just between serial numbers eight and nine, and how quickly we were able to achieve our primary objectives in those two flights. In addition to that, we, just, we got so much data that demonstrated control of the vehicle in that subsonic regime.
1: Ultimately, we performed nine Starship high-altitude test flights in total. And then, as you see on your screen there, in May of 2021, SN15 launched from Starbase, reached an altitude of about 10 kilometers, performed a number of maneuvers, and safely returned to the launch site. (laughs) This was the first Starship prototype to fly, control its descent, safely land, and be recovered in one piece.
2: And people were cheering like crazy I after was one that of them. <laughs> test flight. <laughs> now having achieved those successes in our suborbital campaign, one of the next big challenges is for the upper stage when it comes to reusability and surviving the hypersonic really high heating phase of entry combined with the later ability to refill Starship's tank with propellants, the fuel and oxygen, while we're on orbit, that will enable us to have a fully reusable transportation system that's designed to carry both crew and cargo on long-duration missions, interplanetary flights, and will help humanity get to the moon, travel to Mars and beyond in our solar system.
1: This is all uh, just basically our path of progress, uh, basically an iteration on each vehicle, and that iterative process is a core part of how we work here at SpaceX. Uh, We like to test early and often, uh, publicly as well in our (laughs) case, um, and that's both for hardware and software. And while it doesn't always go as expected, we learn so much from it, and it informs our next attempt.
2: Yeah, we learn a lot from actually putting the vehicle through flight-like tests. Uh, even the test on Monday gave us an opportunity to learn more about the vehicle into today's launch attempt. And so far, things are looking really good. Now, we are continuing into our countdown. We're about T minus 12 minutes to go. I think it's a perfect time for another check-in with John Insparker. How's it going, John? Well, sure, the
3: good news is that uh, the nets are quiet. The teams are currently working no significant launch vehicle issues. You can see the T clock there on your screen, T minus 12 minutes, 10 seconds and counting. Propellant loading is continuing on both the Super Heavy and the Ship stages. You can see the graphic on the left-hand side of the screen. Most recently, we began loading liquid oxygen and liquid methane fuel into the header tanks on Starship. Those are two small tanks just underneath the nose of the second stage. Now that started at T minus 27 minutes. That'll be wrapping up at about T minus T minus, uh, that will be wrapping up about T minus nine minutes. Now the Starship second stage main fuel and LOX tanks are loaded for flight right now. The super heavy first stage booster propellant loading is continuing and that'll go till about T minus three minutes. We're underway with engine chill as we get ready for T zero. And we're also conferring the launch pad for liftoff. The booster hold downs have been unlatched. They'll be ready to retract at liftoff. And the second stage quick disconnect is beginning its configuration for release. The methane and liquid oxygen propellants currently going to the second stage go through that quick disconnect. That's that arm that reaches out from the tower to the base of the second stage. The SpaceX team continues to check in with the Coast Guard. Good news is we've not heard any reports of boats in the safety perimeter as the launch vehicle heads out over the Gulf of Mexico. So right now, T-minus 10 minutes, 40 seconds and counting. Everything continues to go well for an on-time launch.
2: Now, today's test flight is taking place out of our Starbase facility in South Texas. And that test site has gone through a huge amount of development over the last couple of years.
1: One thing I want to point out, this is a great view from our drone. Not only can we see... pad, but in the fog, kind of in the distance, in the background and to the left of the pad, you can actually see our production facility, uh, which is the other part of Starbase in addition to the launch pad.
2: Course, as part of rapidly iterating with our test program we're also rapidly iterating on our production system to produce starships and super heavies last year the starbase team produced four starship super heavy boosters and five starships along with their 200th raptor 2 engine and they're only scaling up from there kate
1: <laughs> yeah it's incredible to think that for 2023 uh, production has five boosters and eight starships going so um it's Incredible. And it's important to have that system fill uh, in basically the manufacturing line so that we have product ready to go as soon as we're done uh, with this test.
2: Yeah, exactly. And ultimately, I mean, we talked about how Starship is an order of magnitude more propellant, uh, excuse me, payload to orbit. But if you're going to go set up a base on the moon or Mars, you're going to need thousands of metric tons of propellants. And so you're going to need a fleet of vehicles that's capable of doing that.
1: Yeah, one thing to note: Starbase directly employs more than eighteen hundred employees. It's the largest employer in the area, in fact. Um, And we're very thankful to Cameron County for being so supportive. Uh, This is a view from the uh, Cameron County Amphitheater, Um, and it there's a crowd there uh, and. I, you could tell by the energy here in Hawthorne as well that everyone's getting really exciting. I feel my own heart rate going <laughs> up and up.
2: <laughs> I know. It, it must be really, really exciting to go see this. And I mean, just the sheer amount of power on Starship, you're going to feel it down there uh, when this thing lifts off from the pad. We've actually got a great shot here of, of the natural surroundings around the pad. Uh, oddly enough, most of the pads end up being around sort of uh, wild locations like this. Um while locations like this. But coming up on T-minus eight minutes, I think it's another good time for check-in with John.
3: Thank you, Shiva. T-minus just over eight minutes to the first test flight of Starship. Currently, we are pressurizing second stage. We are also closing out liquid oxygen and fuel header loads on the second stage. We're also getting ready for propellant, propellant load pressurization on the first stage. In fact, uh, we are just now closing out header tank load on the second stage. Now with the header tanks loaded and closed out, that means we're down to just the first stage to finish loading. That'll finish about T minus three minutes. And at that point, when both stages are loaded, we will have the 10 million pounds of liquid propellant on board. Now in the next few minutes, the guidance system will begin its final alignment for flight during a quiet period when the rocket's not doing anything. The automated flight termination system will be armed, and a final TVC checkout will be performed. Those are the engine wiggles, and hopefully we'll be able to see that with the cameras underneath the vehicle and maybe even the second stage engines. And there's a view looking underneath the super heavy first stage with the 33 Raptor engines. Now a reminder as we continue counting down, if we do need to hold, the point where we hold the clock would be a T minus 40 seconds. We can pause there. Typically in the past, if we need a little bit more time to finish final checkouts or do some pressurization of the onboard storage tanks, that's where we would hold. But currently we're not hearing a need to hold. So at six minutes, 27 seconds, everything looks good. And of course, Kate Sheva, as we get close, we're gonna get into the engine ignition sequence of 33 rafters and that's gonna be something new for everybody.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I cannot wait for that moment. So for those of you that are familiar with how we launch Falcon 9 rockets, you probably know that we light all nine of those first stage Merlin 1D engines all at once. It's pretty different than what we do, or what we're attempting to do today. We're actually going to be igniting those 33 engines in banks. Uh, or clusters, and that sequence starts at T minus 6 seconds.
2: Yeah, and the ignition sequence is a little bit different, uh, both in terms of the timing and also the ignition method. So on Falcon 9, we use a chemical called T-Tab. It's it's a pyrophoric material, so that means when you mix the two together, it, it produces a flame that kicks off that green characteristic spark on Falcon 9 missions. But actually on Starship, we use electrical ignition systems. Many of those are integrated on the ground system here. And the electrical ignition, uh, we start lighting the banks at T minus six seconds. And then over the next four seconds, the three sets of banks will ignite and eventually bring uh, the booster up to a thrust to weight greater than one and hopefully ascent.
1: <laughs> Super exciting. Uh, like we said, pretty different from our Falcon 9 launches. And so this will be the first time that any of us have gotten to see this type of an uh, of uh, integrated test flight with both the Starship and the Super Heavy booster.
2: Everyone's cheering as we get in the team T-line's five minutes.
1: We want to remind everyone that success today is anything. <laughs> yeah,
2: it looks fun down there. Come on, sure I kind go
1: does. join them. <laughs> For today, success is anything that we learn that helps improve the future build of Starship. If we lift off and clear the pad, we're calling that a win. <laughs>
2: A great shot of the pad there, a great shot of the quick disconnect on the second stage. You can see the frost line on the booster where that methane is uh, is fully topped up. Uh, I think we're just coming up on the last few minutes here of, of propellant fill on the booster. And that quick disconnect is going to separate away as we actually get into the ignition se- sequence. But it's providing electrical connections now and uh, also providing the propellants that we're loading into the, the vehicle.
1: Yeah. Uh, We're just now under four minutes until liftoff of the Starship flight test. Um, We've been following along for what honestly seems like days and days now, but really it kind of comes down to years. (laughs) It it has been a long time to get to where we are today. Uh, Now, fast forwarding a little bit, Um, We have the opportunity to hold if necessary at 40 seconds um, and we are able to hold there for about 15 minutes uh, or up to 15 minutes uh, and still be able to lift off.
2: Yeah, and that's a little bit different from Falcon uh, for the propellant sequence on Falcon that um, uh, we don't have the opportunity to hold. So that's a cool new capability on Starship.
3: Right now, T minus three minutes, 10 seconds and counting. We got some great views from the drone. It's nice that uh, the fog is slowly lifting. We get some of the blue skies, hopefully good views. What we're waiting for right now is closeout of propellant loading on the first stage. That should be wrapping up here shortly. In fact, it looks like uh, fuel fill and drain valves are coming closed. That means first stage is fully loaded, second stage fully loaded, Net 10 million pounds of propellant on board the Starship launch vehicle.
1: I want to take a quick moment to say that the crowd energy here is electric. I feel like it's Falcon Heavy test demo all over again. <laughs>
3: <laughs> and hopefully you'll hear us as we get into the plus count. But right now, next activity is coming up the flight termination system arms at T minus two minutes, thrust vector control checkouts at T minus two minutes. And then after that, major activity will be the T-minus 42nd gate. There's a view looking up at the 33 Raptor engines. There are 20 engines in a circle on the outside. And as Shiva said earlier, 13 engines on the center. Those are the ones that gimbal
2: and steer the vehicle.
1: love this view, these are the 33 Raptor engines at the base of the super heavy booster. I think we can see those wiggles now.
3: We're currently inside 90 seconds. Next major activity, T minus 40 seconds. That is a gate, a decision point. We're waiting, possibility the propulsion team may need a few minutes. Flight termination system is armed for flight. We're getting ready for T-minus one minute and counting. Oh Note, T-minus one minute and counting. Next, we'll see as we get past T-minus 40 seconds for final checks of the vehicle. Okay, you can see the clock is recycled. Flight director has called a hold. We are recycling. For the moment, we'll see where they move the clock back to. They could hold at T minus 40 seconds. They could go to an earlier point. Give us a minute to listen into the nets and we'll see if we can get you more information to share. John Innsbrucker again, here at the Hawthorne webcast desk. We're holding a T-minus 40 seconds. What we've heard so far is we have a couple of issues we're working. One is the booster tank pressurization. Uh, Final pressurization was just a little bit uh, long. That's not unusual. We've held a T-minus 40 seconds before to pressurize. That appears to have been resolved at the same time on the second stage. They're working some final purging. Uh, we should know very shortly if that is cleared, and if we'll continue the countdown.
1: Everyone, especially that person, is excited <laughs> to keep going. <laughs> like John said, we should know shortly um, if we are able to continue. Uh, but as we mentioned before, we are able to hold uh, up to 15 minutes and still be able to lift off today.
2: Yeah, on Falcon 9, it's a little bit different. Once we start propellant loading, we pretty much have to go at the targeted time. Otherwise, the propellants can warm up and we may not have the performance for that particular uh, mission profile. It's a little bit different on and Starship. Folks, if I can interrupt. Yeah. It looks like they're clearing
3: all the flags and we're going to release at T minus 40 seconds. That is
1: amazing news. <laughs>
3: amazing. Team working quickly through their issues on first and second stages.
2: And I'm sure all of the rehearsals uh, and simulations that they've been doing have prepared them to evaluate this data quickly to try to get us in for today's launch attempt.
1: For those of you just joining, we have a brief hold um, at the T-minus 40 second mark. Uh, The team is resolving one issue with the bleed purge on the Stage 2 Raptors. Um, Like John just said, the teams are quickly working that, and it looks like the flags are being cleared as we speak. So we should be able to resume the launch countdown any moment now.
2: And it's worth noting on Starship that once we resume the countdown, it restarts from the 40-second period, and then we keep going unless another condition pops up. So stick around because (laughs) uh, Starship could be going here real soon.
1: (laughs) Don't walk away, that's for sure. (laughs) amazing views here coming to us from Starbase, Texas.
3: reports first stage engines nominal. What a sight from the ground cameras at Starbase. We're flying at twice the thrust of the Saturn V heading to space. We're throttled down and throttled back up. Going through the period of maximum aerodynamic pressure. As the velocity increases, the density of the atmosphere is decreasing, lessening stress on the vehicle. The call-out, Max Q now. (laughs) Continuing to watch the first stage as we head downrange. 100 seconds into flight. Our next major activity is going to be shutdown of the first stage. Houston tracking station now acquiring the vehicle. With shutdown, we will get separation of Starship and Super Heavy and ignition of the Starship engines. When Starship separates, we light up six engines in a staggered sequence. If all goes well, those six engines will burn for almost six and a half minutes. Onboard view from Starship views of the Raptor engines on the second stage as we prepare for stage separation. Now after stage separation, the first stage will flip and begin a boost back maneuver for landing in the Gulf. Continuing to fly, two minutes, 40 seconds, let's get ready for main engine cutoff. restriction cutoff. Beginning the flip for stage separation.
1: As of right now, we are awaiting stage separation where Starship should separate from the super heavy booster. Yeah, Kate, right
3: now it looks like we saw the start of the flip, but obviously we're seeing from the ground cameras the entire Starship stack continuing to rotate. We should have had separation by now. Obviously, this is uh, does not appear to be a nominal situation.
1: Yeah, it does appear to be spinning, but I do want to remind everyone that everything after clearing the tower was icing on the cake.
2: to clear the pad and make it this far into the test flight, the first integrated flight of the booster and the Starship vehicle.
1: Live view there of our control center at Starbase, uh, which we refer to as Star Command. (laughs) As we said before, obviously we wanted to make it all the way through, (laughs) but to get this far, honestly, is amazing.
3: (laughs) Well, if you're just joining us, Starship just experienced what we call a rapid unscheduled disassembly, or a RUD, during ascent. But now this was a development test. This is the first test flight of Starship, and the goal was to gather the data, and as we said, clear the pad and get ready to go again. So you never know exactly what's going to happen, but as we promised, excitement is guaranteed. And Starship gave us a rather spectacular end to what was truly an incredible test thus far.
2: As we mentioned at the start of today's program, any and all the data that we collected during the test is going to help us with further development of Starship, and it's going to improve the vehicle's reliability as SpaceX seeks to make life multiplanetary. It's really worth noting that the flight path was designed to be over water and all the air and sea space, along with that flight path and those surrounding areas were cleared in advance of the test. And of course, we're going to be coordinating with local authorities for the recovery operations.
1: But honestly, what an exciting morning. Oh my gosh. (laughs) We had a successful liftoff from Starbase, Texas at 8.28 a.m. Central Time. Uh, We cleared the tower, which honestly was our only hope. (laughs) We cleared the tower and all the data that we collected all the way through um, the All those Raptor, those 33, although I think we saw that three Raptor engines were out. Um, but we got all that data, and uh, we got so far as to hoping to see the, the Starship, the second stage, separate from the first stage, the super heavy booster. And unfortunately, we didn't make that happen, but that's okay. It was the first integrated launch, um, and honestly, today was amazing. <laughs>
2: Absolutely incredible day. Uh, we made it through a number of those initial uh, test objectives with getting booster ascent, getting all the way through the countdown, working some issues yep. at the end. Like, totally really fantastic time. day.
3: Got through the gate of T minus 40 seconds on the second try. Everything released the hold downs, the quick disconnect arms, yep. everything moves out of the way. And then we got the vehicle off of the pad through Max Q, all the way up to stage separation, even starting into the prep for stage up. So, And then, as we say, a lot of excitement.
1: (laughs) Honestly, my face has had a smile on it since liftoff, and now my face hurts. (laughs) (laughs) Now, since we don't have any insights on the cause of our rapid unscheduled disassembly at this point, we're going to end our webcast here. Teams will continue to review the data and work toward our next flight test. But before we go, a big congrats to the entire SpaceX team on an exciting first integrated flight test of Starship. And of course, a shout out to our viewers. We appreciate you joining us. And as always, we thank you for your interest in Starship, SpaceX, and your ongoing support. Till next time.